Welcome to the Decent People Podcast, a production of Decentral Media, where we're committed to telling the stories of the founders, builders, and visionaries who are creating a new decentralized economy and internet experience. You guys know it as Web3 or blockchain, but we're going to bring you the smartest and most interesting people in the space for intimate conversations that reveal their background, how they got into crypto in the first place, and what they're doing today to make a decentralized future a reality. Thanks so much for joining us, and check out our site at Decentral.io. Now, to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Decent People podcast by Decentral Media. I'm your host, Stephen Ladden. This week, we're with Tony Vivo, the CEO and founder of the Web3 Venture Studio Collective. Tino, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm excited about you know what we're doing. I want you know people to find out more about Collective and and the work that we do here. Well, just just in case people aren't aware, what what exactly is Collective and what is the work that that you guys do? Great. Okay, let me get into it, little by little. So Collective um, operates at the intersection of Web three, the metaverse, and advertising. Um, we created an ecosystem of, you know, interconnected verticals that take you, you know, from IRL to the metaverse. IRL, for those that don't know, the <laughs> lingo for in real life. Um, so we essentially have on one side of the business, the agency side of things. We help brands uh, understand Web3 and get into Web3, the metaverse. We do that, you know, we did it with Acura, the car brand. Uh, we managed to do a, a kind of an experiential marketing campaign where we mix, uh, you know, generative NFTs that were pegged to the pre-order of the car, uh, the new Integra that they just, it just came out. And then we recreated, you know, um, a virtual dealership in the central land full of, you know, gamification and, and, a, and a space where people could enter and find out more about, you know, the upcoming release of the of the Integra, you know, uh, seeding out the uh, animated features of the car, you know, uh, interactive uh, elements, and also, of course, a quest that rewarded commerce with, you know, uh, exclusive NFTs and, and, and whatnot. Um, and that is an example of kind of what we do for brands um, in terms of, you know, the, the Web3 strategy, understanding what they want to achieve, and then, you know, uh, helping them execute their their campaign. Did you have a background in branding, advertising prior, or did you ever like? How did you get into the Web three uh, space to begin with? You know, was that a was that a goal? How, how did it all come about? I grew up a musician. I've been a musician and a creative my whole life, and um, and I discovered crypto back in twenty thirteen. I was uh, at that point in time. I was doing. I was recording music in Austin, Texas. And I was, uh, I had just finished my summer performance program in Berkeley College of Music. And I found out about, you know, about Bitcoin, right? And the thought of it, you know, I didn't understand it back then, but something stuck, you know, something stuck. And then I ended up uh, moving to Austin, Texas to pursue my music career with uh, uh, Willie Nelson's band and some other, you know, country musicians. Um, and through, and of course, you know, my, my parents were going to let me just go to Austin and do my music. So I had to get a, of course a, a degree. And so I ended up studying 
business uh, with a focus on digital media and that's where kind of my my brand uh digital media side came came on um and i worked in different you know uh, marketing media roles uh, throughout you know college and after college um but it was in the freshman year of college that my sweet mates were experimenting with crypto and using it you know to operate in in the deep web and uh, started I started kind of becoming obsessed with it and uh, I entered into a you know multi-year rabbit hole of just research um I started a small crypto fund for friends and family back then we managed around the you know the we managed around a million dollars in assets um which is small but uh, anyways um, so I entered into a rabbit hole I started researching I started exploring with you know running master nodes mining coins um this was 2016 17 and back then i had i think 25 grand you know to my name and i i thought you know in order to kind of have skin in the game and, and better understand this i need to be kind of fully invested you know and so i went all in back in 2016 everything i had i invested in in, in crypto mainly bitcoin ethereum some others as well um but since then i just you know i've been in the space i've been to you know the bitcoin conference since uh, 2016 you know it used to be small now it's uh, a parade <laughs> um, um so i've i've been around never as a builder more as a researcher and as an investor um but i've always been on the wait to see where i could fit into the picture because uh, i'm not I'm not a computer science guy, so I'm not gonna, you know, end up building a protocol from scratch, coding the whole thing. But I am a creative, and I understand media. And so when the convergence of media and blockchain came together with the boom of NFTs in 2020, that was kind of my cue. Where you know, this is this is where I get in. You know, <laughs> this is where right. I get in, and I and I start building. And the premise uh, for Collective, uh, just when we started, you know. Uh, pre-angel pre-anything just an idea it was we were collecting nfts back then and we were using OpenSea, and the whole experience and the content everything was you know very it still is but more back then it was very clunky and um, and we we thought you know nfts are here to stay for sure i believe in you know the future of digital assets uh, virtual scarcity digital ownership uh, and provenance in the blockchain uh, for digital assets um but uh, i i could not feel like brands were gonna launch uh, or any reputable brand was gonna launch an nft campaign via OpenSea, right no one was gonna drop there and, and even you know not brands but no one was you know launching projects on OpenSea. OpenSea is a secondary market so we had the idea of doing kind of like a shopify for NFTs, which was a storefront deployment platform. And we started, you know, pursuing that, had the white paper done. And, you know, by the end of the white paper, Shopify announces that <laughs> they're doing <laughs> NFTs. And then that, you know, we, we paused a little bit and, and reanalyzed. And, and by that time we had researched everything that we needed to know about kind of the user journey, the collector's journey, uh, and, and kind of the brand's journey um, from both sides of the coin, but we didn't, experience what it was like to launch an nft project to go through that process of creating the media you know putting it in ipfs meeting the smart contracts 
all of that thing. So we paused there and we said, okay, in order to fully kind of understand the picture, we need to uh, launch an NFT project. And if we're gonna launch an NFT project, it needs to be something that hasn't been done before. We need to come up to this space where you know it's JPEGs mostly, uh, dubious utility and all of that. Um, we need to come up with something uh, different and, and kind of new. Um, and we were greatly inspired by, you know, Artifact back then, which were in our eyes, the only guys doing it right, you know, with high quality media, um, you know, amazing, you know, customer journey, user experience. And so we wanted to mimic a little bit what Artifact had done, but kind of do it not as a one-of-one -one basis, kind of like Artifact has done before Clonex, um, but do, you know, a generative uh, wearable project, right? And so we created the first generative wearable project in the NFT space, and we launched it October last year, which was the Metaverse Travel Agency. Uh, we created a series of uh, 5,600 helmets that were assembled in 3D using, you know, different rarity, like like we know. And uh, we developed this, you know, custom algorithm that helped us assemble, you know, those into into what they are, right? And we took the first step to make it uh, use use the usable in in the central land, and now we're optimizing those to go to sandbox. And then uh, I cannot mention the next one that we're gonna <laughs> launch in uh, yet, but we're launching in another one. So the idea is to have one asset uh, with multiple uh, use cases in multiple platforms instead of you holding an asset and then we are dropping you the version of you know of the central that you that it's going to be useful for you right uh, and dropping you the next version of uh, a sandbox wearable you know we want the mother asset to be able to unlock your wearable in game right so you have one mm -hmm. asset and this asset is interoperable in terms of metaverse interoperability right so that was kind of the, the goal with the mta and that's what we're what we're still doing uh, on the side of of our brand and and, and agency work um, and we also, you know, uh, on that line, you know, of proprietary projects like that, uh, the projects that we have in the pipeline, which we kind of do this every now and then, have, you know, projects that uh, they, they start as an idea uh, and, 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 uh, and a hole in the market of something that either we haven't seen or no one has attempted to do. And that's kind of what we want to do, right? Um, we want to, you know, bring new things to the medium right and, and, and kind of explore uh, nft projects with 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 um, utility and with um, kind of uh, how do you call it with dynamics that haven't been ex explored before we have one with machine learning and artificial intelligence that we want to do that it's it's probably going to come out in the next two months um, we have another one that it's kind of like a collect to earn experience. So we we have some proprietary projects that are aimed are like research and development type things that we we are trying to explore new tech uh, uh, with the projects that we that we build in house. And then you know we help brands on the other side. Uh, and a lot of the learnings uh, we you know that we're that we're doing a lot of the learnings that we're having by doing these proprietary projects, then we pass on to the work we do. For brands, right? Because uh, our, our our technical team uh, it's fantastic, and they're coming up with, you know, uh, they want to explore stuff, right? They they're trying to come up with new standards for smart contracts, and uh, not new standards, but 
ways we can use the existing standards to do something new, right? Like an NFT that comes with another NFT, and whenever you move one, the other one moves with it. For example, that's uh, that's one that we have uh, that we're gonna launch. So stuff like that, and encrypted NFTs, which hasn't been done before. We we we're developing kind of a standard for encrypted NFTs. So th that is on the on the margins of what we do, uh, more on the research and development side. And kind of going back to what collective is, right? Uh, that that was your your first question. Is this ecosystem of three different pillars on one side the agency which i went over the other side is the gallery which is the space i'm in right now which is a you know a web3 hub in in the heart of uh, venice california we're bringing you know people building and creating and investing in web3 into the space uh, and we want this space to become kind of an IRL web3 hub here in la um also as a way to kind of approach brands and consumers in a tangible way and and, and kind of correlate the digital with a with a with a physical right um and the last part which is kind of where i spend most of my time is in uh, research and innovation where we use the learnings to develop software that automate what we do or you know gives us more scale and in that very funny feed loop that we've identified you know where we launch a brand to the metaverse we have some learnings and discover pain points and then we build software to fix those pain points and then we offer the software to to the brands that, and the clients that we have you know that's a, a nice feedback loop um and thanks to that feedback loop we've managed to build some really amazing software that uh, cannot speak too much about but it's going to come up uh, soon that's I was awesome. I was advised by my PR ninjas that not not, <laughs> to, not, not, not not to divulge too much exactly yeah not to say anything that's uh, not to go into, you know, upcoming. It's interesting the feedback loop you mentioned, and I wonder how much how much of being an artist yourself allows you the perspective to know how to best handle brands, creatives, stuff like that. Like, what 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 does your artist background give to all three of those verticals? That's that's a, a great question, and I and I'm, I'm the guy on those calls with the brands, you know, coming up with, you know. The crazy ideas of how to communicate what they want to communicate um on one side i understand what uh, the technology allows us to do uh, i'm not technical like i said um, but i understand conceptually how much we can push it uh, what's the limitations of this of this technology and by establishing those parameters i'm able to play freely within this 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 play zone right and and uh, i believe kind of my creative past allows me to think outside the box in terms of how to communicate uh, creative concepts um, and i you know i love doing so i love helping brands kind of come up with new ways to feature their projects and, and their products um, and, and web3 allows for a different instance of that because launching an nft project is synonym to starting a tokenized community right um, that, that's inherently uh, someone that holds an asset in your collection. It's uh, you're essentially it's part of your community, and how do you manage that community? Not I'm not talking about Discord community managers. I'm talking about how the value of that relationship is explored. That is something I'm 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 a fanatic of, and and those are part of the tools that we're building, so that these brands can better manage uh, that relationship between token holder and token creator. Um, 
through airdrop management systems, et cetera. Well, it sounds like your your ability to innovate and your innovating eye that could be applied to the more, some might say, creative realm of music is then being just redirected to these conversations with brands and these conversations with other clients and companies to take their visions for their products and put them into the metaverse and into web three technology in a really interesting way. Yeah, yeah, no, but pre precisely. And what we're seeing, right, with, with working with brands at these very early stages, the brand activations that most brands are doing right now are kind of a first step, right? They're getting their feet wet. They're experimenting with these new platforms, with these new technologies. Um, they're not going full in, you know, they're not uh, adopting Web3 holistically. And so, you know, that is where, that is what I want us to go to eventually, you know, mapping up the Web3 strategy holistically, long-term, uh, with all of the software in place to be able to manage that, right? Because infrastructure right now in, in that side of things is it's not permitting um, for companies to have, you know, Web3 inherent in, in their day-to-day. But they're using this as a first step to kind of understand, uh, you know, uh, the new the new platforms, the new technology, and, uh, and the next step is going to be bigger and then bigger until they, you know, they just kind of deny that that it's a force of nature and it's here to stay, right? And, and what what do you think is at the baseline, the bedrock of that belief that the metaverse, Web three, is the future, is here to stay, that it's not just a flash in the pan well i i enter into some debates with some of my pals on this because we we differ somewhat to what i believe the metaverse will be or or why it is valuable and and some others that believe you know fortnite and roblox is a metaverse and um, i respect all views of course but in my opinion if there is no underlining law of ownership um and if you're not the owner of everything you do in the metaverse and, and the value creation that you're bringing into the platform, if you're not owning that, then it's not a metaverse, it's a game, you know? Uh, and that for me is a clear distinction. A metaverse needs to be, you know, Web3 in essence, uh, you know, you need to be able to own the assets, uh, not in a, you know, uh, how do you call it? Not the platform as a custodial of, you know, all the activity and the value you're generating and the assets you own, but you yourself need to be an owner, like, you know, like having, you know, uh, dollar bills in your wallet and, and being able to have a coffee mug in, in your possession, right? Um, so I believe that Web3 uh, is what the metaverse needed to become a metaverse, you know, allowing for, you know, peer-to-peer -peer transactions, um, you know, uh, creating concepts that generate value and automatically get compensated, being able to own scarce digital assets, being able to own your piece of land in which you're building a casino, and then you know, being able to monetize those experiences. And I believe Web3 is kind of the, the, the backbone of what's gonna make the metaverse a metaverse. <laughs> and so, totally. And so if you, if, if you understand how to build Web3 technology, are you at an advantage inherently than folks who don't? Do you have a leg into or a leg above or a leg up on the future of technology and, and the internet than those who are just still flummoxed by the word cryptocurrency? 100%, 100%. And I'm not saying 
like we have a leg up. I believe everybody in the space building in Web3 today is years away from whoever can come in, in, in the near future. I, I also believe that what we're seeing right here is not about you know NFTs, digital assets, or or, or metaverse that these old you know siloed uh, concepts. I believe this is much more kind of foundational, right? It's a new architecture for the internet, right? Internet, you know, the first iteration, uh, read, right? Second iteration, read, write. Third iteration, read, write, own. And I believe this iteration with distributed ledger technology is allows for just unimaginable you know new platforms to exist and, and and a shift in value creation within the internet right um let's take for example platforms like uh, facebook right where it's a gigantic platform uh, doesn't produce any content right um and then you have the user which generates content uh, user generated content so and where does that value of all of that content generated by users end up, right? Do they profit from that content or does the platform uh, really uh, capitalizes on the value that their users are, are putting? And so, you know, with Web3, that value relation uh, changes dramatically because now, you know, it changes dramat dramatically in the sense that you don't need a, you know, a, a trusted uh, third party. Right? You don't need a platform to facilitate that and to capitalize on all of your interactions. Uh, now the value goes to the hands of the creators to a much larger uh, percentage of that value gets captured by the, the content creators. And I think that that, uh, in Facebook's example, you know, it's, it's great, but also think of Uber, right? Where you have drivers and you have a platform. You know, an Uber in Web3 would <laughs> essentially you know, you know, benefit drivers ten uh, x more. You know, so, right. so you know, these these you know companies of the past that are you know operating in Web two, I think that there's going to be major disruption in the next few years, in the sense of how this value in the internet gets distributed and how these platforms are operating, because we see you know uh, blockchains and, and you know digital assets and and Web three in general. Uh, just changing the dynamic of how companies in the internet are going to be conceptualized and are going to launch and operate. Uh, this is not going to happen from you know yet one in one day, but it's a it's a transition, uh, and I and I believe we're in the very early days of the next iteration of the internet, where eventually the metaverse will play a big role. When you're sourcing or approached by potential clients, what do you look for? in them in order to, to to understand and to feel confident okay hey we can do a great job for for these folks as we're moving forward into that next wave of of the internet like i said you know most brands don't don't come with a first of all they very few really understand web3 uh, in order to map out a holistic web3 strategy multi-year phase um, which eventually is going to happen. But right now, these brands, um, they want to get their feet wet. Uh, they want to capitalize capitalize on the trend, uh, you know, use all of the buzzwords, being perceived as innovators in, 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 in marketing, right? Um, so we conduct a lot of, you know, experiential marketing campaigns using Web3 and, and, and the metaverse. Um, but to your point, um, we go through you know an ideation session we get all of the necessary 
creative and technical briefs that we need to and essentially there's just two type of of clients one that comes with everything figured out you know like uh, uh, this is what we want to do can you help us and then we tweak it if necessary um and you know we we execute it or those that come to us without a clue of how to incorporate web3 and the metaverse into their day-to-day uh, -day strategies or or or, or a marketing activation, uh, you know, uh, from scratch. So those those the 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 process for those two differ greatly, right? Because we need to meet them where they're at in terms of uh, Web three knowledge and, and, and metaverse uh, understanding, and also we we're partners with the central and with uh, Sandbox, um, and with another one in the near future that we're going to announce. But um, we don't necessarily grab a project and put it in in sandbox or the center and deliberately you know um it, we, we do kind of a, an analysis of where you're best suited to be depending on what you want to accomplish right um and so we, we we take kind of a research and insight driven approach and, and for each brand we kind of you know uh, we go through an ideation session and, and and put a lot of research into educating these brands what the best course of action is right with respect to sort of the hollywood clients that you have the utas the caas do you guys focus on helping them as companies get into and explore web3 in the metaverse or is it more geared toward their own offerings to their own clients it's more geared to our towards their offerings to their to their talent right so we've partnered with them um to essentially become their web3 arm right so if if there's any of their talents looking to do an activation in web3 or in the metaverse or if they have a project uh, that uh, deals with this type of, of things that's uh, they, they come to us and, and and we help them kind of map out a strategy and we we collaborate with them on those strategies um, and they also, you know, use this space as a way to amplify the work that that we're doing. So that's why kind of everything is interconnected because you know we we execute everything digitally, then the physical space to amplify. And so we we try to to do something digital, uh, physical, right uh, at the at that at that uh, intersection. It's interesting to think about too. I know we've talked mostly about the future of the internet, the future of Web three, as as you mentioned, everything's interconnected, inherently working with these larger agencies and respectively their talent. That's going to change in some way entertainment as we understand it and know it and consume it. So it's it's also really cool, I think, to, to be at that intersection as well. 100%. And, and I come from a, a family of uh, media and entertainment. Uh, my my father, early and dot-com entrepreneur, I, I PO'd two companies in the NASDAQ uh, in one year. Uh, this was back in the 90s um and so i i you know i was breastfed with this uh, you know <laughs> inter internet entrepreneurship i was breastfed by uh, you know with, with all of this happening you know since i was born and and, and uh, i believe that uh, we're going to see some models uh, in the near future because i know there's some projects coming out that are doing some sort of what i'm going to mention right now in which we we have we have two types of kind of entertainment digitally right or there's probably more but let's let's be kind of hey, qualify them like this you have i'm gonna watch a movie or a series or i'm gonna play a game right you have those two we're gonna encounter 
one that sits right in here, you know, where it could be a mix of choose your own adventure type dynamic. But we're also going to see a show that involves digital assets and that whatever happens in the show gets correlated with your assets. And so you're now holding um, an aspect of the show that mutates as the show develop and then giving you a bunch of ways to interact further with the characters, with the content through that asset via unlockable content, via airdrops. And so I really believe that there's something happening, you know, right in the middle of gaming and, uh, you know, TV consumption, movies, whatnot, that it's kind of not passive and not active right at the middle. It's like, I don't know how to call it, but someone will Maybe, come up. Maybe uh, interactive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> someone so, will. Come, I promise you, someone will come the, with a good password. It's gonna catch fire in a. Oh, year. for sure, and that will be the new, and that will be that new intersection. New intersection. But exactly. for for anyone listening to this, that you you would have heard the seed of that idea here on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and the inspiration for whatever word were that this unnamed term. That's when it hit. That's when it hit. Exactly. For what you can talk about coming up uh with the collective is there anything you're really excited about in the next you know couple of years or even short term couple months that that again i understand the uh pr wizards have uh advised to to you know walk the line uh, diligently but <laughs> for anything upcoming that, that you're excited about that you can talk to you about what you guys are doing yeah uh, yeah, sure. I, I'll I'll tell you. I'm I'm not gonna talk about the agency side of things because uh, there's a lot of the pipeline that you know we, we cannot mention. But uh, on the software side of things, uh, and this is proprietary technology, so we were we can speak freely. Um, we are developing a really interesting Web3 native advertising solution that essentially is takes what we do right now to a whole other level of uh, scale and interoperability and also uh, you know customization and and and, and with very little barriers uh, to entry you know because we don't you know every you know the centralized application or you know or or protocol by by that matter you need to have somewhat of web3 experience and and those are solutions that we would love to launch but the user is not there right now and so i um we're doing something that is web3 enabled but feels like you know a common web2 advertising solution with the opportunity to be increasingly become more and more web3 in the future but essentially this this platform uh, what it allows us to do is uh, is deploy you know uh, billboards uh, throughout the metaverse and, and and capture data um, so we offer that to you know uh, current advertisers that are spending in google adsense you know their their marketing budgets this would be their google adsense but for web3 metaverses and we're uh, right in the midst of uh, of our capital race in the next two months uh, where we're gonna uh, involve a bunch of really prominent uh, partners and and uh, and uh, investors into helping us bring our product to the masses excited to see where where that takes you guys and and it's definitely it's it's really neat to hear what you guys are doing on the cutting edge of of that intersection of web3 metaverse and uh really the, the future of ads and entertainment so yeah really, yeah. really cool really cool stuff
we 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 love it. That's why we do it. <laughs> Amen. Well, Tino Vivo, thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Decent People Podcast by Essential Media. I'm your host, Stephen Ladden. This has been a great chat with Tino Vivo, CEO and founder of the collective, the Web3 Venture Studio. Tino, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. A pleasure to be here. That's it for this episode of Decent People. Thanks so much for listening. Check the show notes for more information on our guests today. And make sure to look us up on the web at decential.io. That's D-E-C-E-N-T-I-A-L.io. And on Twitter at Decential. Have a great day.